Section two of Twain and Howells on each other. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. My Mark Twain, Literary Friends and Acquaintances by William Dean Howells, read by John Greenman. Chapter one. It was in the little office of James T. Fields, over the bookstore of Tickner and Fields at. 124 Tremont Street, Boston, that I first met my friend of now 44 years, Samuel L. Clemens. Mr. Fields was then the editor of the Atlantic Monthly, and I was his proud and glad assistant, with a pretty free hand as to manuscripts, and an unmanacled command of the book notices at the end of the magazine. I wrote nearly all of them myself, and in 1869, I had written rather a long notice of a book just winning its way to universal favor. In this review I had intimated my reservations concerning the innocents abroad, but I had the luck, if not the sense, to recognize that it was such fun as we had not had before. I forget just what I said in praise of it, and it does not matter. It is enough that I praised it enough to satisfy the author he now signified as much and he stamped his gratitude into my memory with a story wonderfully allegorizing the situation which the mock modesty of print forbids my repeating here throughout my long acquaintance with him his graphic touch was always allowing itself a freedom which i cannot bring my fainter pencil to illustrate he had the southwestern the lincolnian the elizabethan breadth of parlance which i suppose one ought not to call coarse without calling one's self prudish and i was often hiding away in discreet holes and corners the letters in which he had loosed his bold fancy to stoop on rank suggestion i could not bear to burn them and i could not after the first reading quite bear to look at them i shall best give my feeling on this point by saying that in it he was shakespearean or if his ghost will not suffer me the word then he was baconian at the time of our first meeting which must have been well toward the winter clemens as i must call him instead of mark twain which seemed always somehow to mask him from my personal sense was wearing a sealskin coat with the fur out in the satisfaction of a caprice or the love of strong effect which he was apt to indulge through life i do not know what droll comment was in field's mind with respect to this garment but probably he felt that here was an original who was not to be brought to any bostonian book in the judgment of his vivid qualities with his crest of dense red hair and the wide sweep of his flaming mustache clemens was not discordantly clothed in that sealskin coat which afterward in spite of his own warmth in it sent the cold chills through me when i once accompanied it down broadway and shared the immense publicity it won him he had always a relish for personal effect which expressed itself in the white suit of complete serge which he wore in his last years, and in the Oxford gown which he put on for every possible occasion, and said he would like to wear all the time. 
that was not vanity in him but a keen feeling for costume which the severity of our modern tailoring forbids men though it flatters women to every excess in it yet he also enjoyed the shock the offense the pang which it gave the sensibilities of others then there were times he played these pranks for pure fun and for the pleasure of the witness once i remember seeing him come into his drawing-room at hartford in a pair of white cowskin slippers with the hair out and do a crippled colored uncle to the joy of all beholders or i must not say all for i remember also the dismay of mrs clemens and her low despairing cry of oh youth that was her name for him among their friends and it fitted him as no other would though i fancied with her it was a shrinking from his baptismal samuel or the vernacular sam of his earlier companionships he was a youth to the end of his days the heart of a boy with the head of a sage the heart of a good boy or a bad boy but always a willful boy and willfulest to show himself out at every time for just the boy he was End of chapter 1 of My Mark Twain Read by John Greenman